0: Hi, I'm Scott. Pants.
1: Metaphorically, I want to talk about it.
0: You got to say that again because I saw you muted. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. That was mess up number two for this episode. You're what? I, I'm Scott.
1: And I'm wearing my wife's pants, metaphorically. Oh. And I want to talk about it.
0: So this isn't a video. I'm sorry that dead air time. You don't want to do that. So this isn't a video podcast for many reasons. Really, our backgrounds <laughs> being, but one of them, uh, Seth's pants selection tends to be enjoyable. Let me say, I he's, like my pants. He's got some old pants. He's got some flavorful and colorful pants. Um, so when you said that you're wearing your wife's pants. I believed you.
1: I know. I actually thought about putting on a pair of my wife's pajama pants just to make this more real. Um, are
0: they like legging pants, or are they like big? Like no, she's she's fuzzy. she's a
1: she's a loose, fluffy pants okay. girl. That's yeah, that's how she rolls. It's yeah. it's an in- um,
0: inside about your wife. Yeah. Loose so I, it,
1: it goes back to you know living up north for so long. Like a nice cozy pair of fleece pants are the way to go when your parents won't turn the heat up in the house. I get that too. Yeah. So, this is actually about cars. Not about my wife's pants.
0: Okay. I'm Um, I'm, I'm genuinely (laughs) confused, so (laughs) let's go. Your wife's pants that aren't your wife's pants, but it's not about your wife's pants. It's about cars.
1: I contend that most people make the wrong car choice when they're buying a car because they do it too analytically okay Even this this even happens with enthusiasts okay and they end up they end up with a car that just doesn't feel right so it's about like the putting, kia it's going to be about the Rav Four in just a second. Oh boy! Okay. It's it's I'm, about
0: I'm, I'm putting the pieces together.
1: Yeah. So it's you end up with a car, and you feel like like it's okay. It's a nice car, but it feels like you're wearing someone else's pants.
0: The Saab 92X I owned for a few years was that car for me. Bought you just it just never because it's a wagon. And I love me a good wagon. Wanted this space, definitely used this space, and it was price was right. All wheel drive, you know. Supposed, Supers are supposed to be cool, right? Um, yeah, I mean, that thing was lifeless. Um, just <laughs> it was fine at doing car. Like we actually drove it on a beach <laughs> because. Symmetrical all-wheel drive, bitch. Like, we can, we can do this. Basically a
1: Subaru. Woo. Yeah.
0: Um, just better looking. Um, but, like, never got behind it. Just never enjoyed it. And then sold that, bought a Honda Fit. Starting to love life at that point.
1: Yeah, you're wearing your own pants. Yeah.
0: yeah. Smaller. Hatchback. Slower way more fun to drive
1: yeah and so like if you buy a car which a lot of people do based on like i looked at the spec sheets i looked at you know it's competition i read a bunch of reviews and i bought the most intelligent choice and you ignore the emotional side of it i think a lot of people end up with with cars that don't make them happy um, and a bunch of our listeners are like, dude, I buy every car emotionally. And I'm, I believe a lot of you, <laughs> like a hundred percent. I know a bunch of you. Some and of you, you should be
0: em- less emotional about your purchases. <laughs>
1: right. So I, I actually am for the most part, uh, an emotional purchaser, which is probably why I have 22 no. motorcycles in the garage. No. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to fairly impulsively purchase cars that I, I feel a bond with for some reason. Um, I'm like, that is a thing that I want. I want to, want to put those pants on strut around. Ah, they're good. Good. (laughs) And I find myself right now in a position where that's not
0: what I've done. Sounds terrible.
1: It is. um, My wife has actually we still have uh, a 2007 FJ Cruiser uh, manual transmission that my wife bought after she had her Audi TT, which she bought after she had her first gen neon, which was also a manual, which she bought after she had her uh, manual transmission four wheel drive two door Ford Explorer in college. Wow, my wife. She's a badass in general. She has a string of like interesting manual transmission automobiles.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and then her commute got such that driving the FJ, which really wants premium and gets like 17 miles per gallon. And she was like, I'm just kind of over it. And now I want to buy a car that is an appliance. Yeah. And I was like, I I support that decision. And so we went and drove some stuff. And um, this was like the beginning of COVID 2020.
0: I think that needs to be addressed too. Is kind of the way that the market is. Especially with new cars anyway. You don't get to test drive a whole lot of cars. If you're buying new. Because there's just not the inventory out there. And so a lot of these, like you're having to put deposits and pre-orders down on a car you've never sat in a car you've never driven. And I find that to be kind of crazy and certainly leaning into that whole appliance mentality. Like it's a car. It can do this. It can carry this. It looks like this in pictures. Here's the price tag.
1: I don't like it. Like I sit down and I have to see if my knees hit the steering column and where the buttons are. And like they're like I need to see if it fits,
0: yeah. right? I I literally did not buy a car once because the headrest pushed my head f- so far forward that I I was uncomfortable the entire eight minute test drive. I'm yeah, like, that's I'm, the kind I'm,
1: of thing that. But you can't know that,
0: right? Doesn't yeah. show up on a spec sheet.
1: Yep. So. This is not a car for me at this point. This is a car for my wife. And she's like, I want something that is just an appliance, is reliable. And so we drove, drove some things because they were on the lot at the beginning of COVID when everybody was like, sweet Jesus, we have cars. We're never going to be able to sell them. Yep. And the dealers were kind of freaking out and giving people good deals and uh, outstanding timing.
0: Yeah. I should have bought all of them. <laughs> just yeah. didn't
1: matter so my wife bought a 2020 rev4 so the newest generation rev4 and the only thing she didn't get on it that she kind of wanted was you had to go up like an absurd number of package options to get uh heated seats okay and that's the only thing it's missing that she wishes it had and it was heated seats
0: but other than that it's you live in texas
1: where I'm old and my wife is old and sometimes you just want your back to be warm and loose and you don't want it to be tight. I guess. You'll you'll figure this out someday. I don't think I will. When When it happens to you, you'll know.
0: I'm seeing the knee doctor tomorrow, so. <laughs>
1: yeah, okay, so you're getting there. <laughs> so she buys this car and coming from the FJ, another Toyota, Mm-hmm. like it feels fairly like you can tell it's got some family DNA to it. Like if you get in basically any Mercedes, it's the same way, right? Like, you know, you're in a Mercedes get in any Porsche, especially any 911. You like somebody could drop you in the car, open your eyes and you'd be like, yep, I know it's there. And you get in this rav four and you're like, yeah, it feels Toyota either. There's Toyota stuff about it. And it gets like double the mileage that the, the FJ does. And, um, Uses regular gas and it is like a very economical choice. And she drove it for like a year and a half, two okay. years,
0: Okay, two years.
1: And then things got like, uh, one thing I stole it for a summer because it, uh, it tows better than the vehicle I had at the time. I was driving my, my Kia Niro at the time mm-hmm. and I'm a little nervous about like dragging something across the country with that weird dual clutch transmission it has. And I was like, whatever, I'll take your rev Four. It's a little bigger, and you can drive the Kia for the summer. And she kind of, kind of fell in love with the Kia over the summer because it gets even better mileage. Yep. And it's smooth. It's quiet. It's smooth. It's great. I've heard good things. Yeah, and right about that time, it's the hybrid. right? Uh, yeah, it's a hybrid. Yep. Yep. Um, gets like mine was getting consistently like 48 miles per gallon, driving kids back and forth to school, um, put a trailer hitch on it. I could tow the trail. I felt comfortable towing the trailer back and forth to the track, six miles away. Um, I really, really liked my Kia Nero.
0: ah, rest, rest
1: in peace. No, no, it's the there. <laughs> I just don't get to use it anymore it's the car that uh, sonia learned to drive on um really and and there is some of my car buying choices over the last uh six eight years have have been around the fact that i need a reasonable automobile for my children to learn to drive on because prior to my oldest daughter i was like all right so we got a full-size pickup a race car and a manual transmission FJ. What do you want to drive on? And you know, my daughter's like five, two and she's like the race the truck, bike. I guess <laughs> I can't see out of it, but whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And so when it was time for Sonia to drive, she started driving the, the Nero cause I was, uh, I had sort of, I knew I was going to sell the truck and I replaced it with a Nero. It's was like, I want, I want an appliance, but I want to be better. And our friend Bob turned me on to them and I drove and I was like, man, I love this car. Like as an appliance, it's freaking great. Yeah. I feel like I'm cheating the world by getting such good mileage. It's invisible. Like I don't even recognize it in the parking lot. It's this gray blob that means nothing. And I truly enjoyed it. So Sonia was driving it, took her driver's test, did all of that. And um, then she's now in her second year at her early college program. And she's like, cool, I can have a car now. Have you Mm -hmm. tried to shop for used cars?
0: Yes. It's can't find anything under four
1: that's worth having. So that's the weird thing is like you go from like four to like nine and there's this whole group of cars where you're like, I don't even really want to own those.
0: Yeah. You're the floor used to be like for a reasonable beater was two grand. Maybe you could get a little bit less, might pay a little bit more, but like two grand would buy you a beater, like an old Civic. It's beat up, but it ran as a Civic. It's going to be okay. And then like salvage price, like anybody would pay $800 for almost anything. Right. And that has doubled in price. Like your beaters are four to five, high miles, probably okay um yeah it's it's wild out there
1: and then the whole thing from like yeah that four to five grand range to up to like nine they're all the same car yeah they're just different shapes and sizes (laughs) but but they're all high mileage questionable history probably need some stuff like Would I tell my mom she could drive across country in this? And, like, I would be nervous about it. Yep. And then we found that there was a gap. Like, if you want to go from... You want to go, okay, so, like, I want to be... I don't really want to be, but if I want to be that dad who who puts their kid in a car that's only got, like, 80,000 miles on it. 15. Yeah, like, 15, immediately. You're you're now, like, 15 to 19. And I'm like, I am not paying $19,000 no. for, for an 8-year-old car that's got 70,000 miles on it.
0: That, yeah, at best that'd be a low miles.
1: Yeah, and, and I was like, that's completely idiotic. When brand new cars, like my Nero was 26000 or something?
0: I just saw that the Bolt EUV, I think after the tax credit, is like twenty five grand new.
1: Yeah, I'm not buying a used nineteen thousand dollar car no. instead of a new twenty five thousand dollar car. No, but I'm not buying my kid a new car. No, because no. it's idiotic as well. Yes, new. So like the the <laughs> literally the only thing that made sense was to let Sonia take the Kia that I really liked.
0: Yeah. It was like you're, the. You're was, super nice. You're super. They, nice. they were
1: they were my pants. They fit me. And put them on. They were like I was like oh I like these every day. Same pair of pants every day. They were so good.
0: You should call up Sonia and say I hope you're enjoying my pants that I gave you. Just. Just see how that goes. And she just
1: keeps driving back and forth to Dallas, and she's just rolling with it. And every time she comes home, I'm like, oh, I like wash it say hi to go put gas in it so i get to drive it around the neighborhood so that left us with a situation where i kind of needed another car and what i would have done is bought uh, a ford maverick
0: Ooh, i like those very much can't buy one no
1: like you just can't like if you didn't order it a year ago you can't buy one the end
0: yeah they're not taking orders and they're not building very many of them. Right. It's going to be at least a year before you get one.
1: And we Ooh, had to deal did with the you fact see that now two
0: Sorry, super weird aside, but that the um 2.3 liter turbo EcoBoost does yeah. fit inside of those. Does it? That'd be lovely. And it's that would be good fun. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, good
1: so as an aside, my my youngest son was also right at the starting driver's training thing. And mm-hmm. so like I'm back to the situation where I have to buy like something reasonable. Ah, it's terrible. the worst. And all during this during this time, my wife's company Gets a gets a bug up their butt that they want to move to a better office space because the commercial real estate market right now is like office space is free because nobody wants to have an office anymore. Pretty and much. so they moved to a nice building downtown in Houston and her commute turned to garbage. Like. I do not and her, her commute is shorter than my drive to school and back every day, but it is amongst the worst people on the worst roads. Yeah. And so, I was like, is there something you would want? She's like, God, if I just... I feel like if I had something that was relaxing. And so, she looked around, and she's like, maybe I'll buy a new Nero. Which is, since Kia basically changes them almost every year right now, because it's their weird experimental thing. She went and drove a new 23 Nero. And she's like, love it, gonna buy it. I'm like, "All right, buy it. And so... Now my wife has two cars, which is not true. I mean, it is true. So now I have the Rav four, yep, which I didn't purchase for me, and that's fine. But it's a thing. It's a thing. My son is very comfortable driving it. He's become a become a really good driver. Um, and like I'm, I'm very confident when I ride around with him. He's got his permit, but driving around it's good. I took it up again this summer towed motorcycles with it. I towed motorcycles back and forth to Dallas with it. It is like it ticks every single box as far as like this is practical. Um
0: it does what I need it to do.
1: It does. Like everything I needed to do. I sold I did sell my truck and this, you know, this with the motorcycle trailer will do everything I needed to do. And every morning when I get in it I'm like, "Ah, this is not like this is not where I want to be. It's where I should be. Like it's it's super practical. Um, it didn't cost us any extra money. Like we had it there. I know the full history of the vehicle. It's got seventy five thousand miles on it now. Um, and it's my wife's pants. And and it's and my wife is going to listen to this and feel bad and tell me to go buy a new car and that's not what I want to do I just I just want the the world to shake itself out such that I can get back to a point where I can buy a something emotionally and that has to do with
0: like which I have the jettison of which is coming because which is coming. you only have one kid technically in the house well, well is in the house yep. but technically yeah, one kid in the house
1: and i mean sonia may go off to school somewhere where they don't let her have a car next year and so my nero may come back to me and i'll just hug it and be happy um so like there, there's a whole and, and I, I don't want to buy a new car right and then have the nero back and be like cool now i have two cars that's dumb and so like i'm locked in this in this bubble of practicality where I know I'm making the right decision intellectually spec sheets look at all the spec sheets look at what I got make a make a spreadsheet about the pluses and minuses of various things and I'm in the right place and this is why people are dissatisfied with their cars I, I 100% know why people are dissatisfied with cars that they shouldn't be
0: Yeah, I've so I drive a Mazda 3, 2015 Mazda 3 hatch manual. Manuel, um, basically, like after I was driving the fit, it was getting up there in miles. Still a fit, but like at the time I was doing a lot of miles and kind of wanted to get something a little bit newer a little bit quieter for the kid, blah, 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 but still wanted the space, still wanted good mileage. Um, that's a pretty small intersection right now. Yeah. And for the foreseeable future. So really the Mazda three and needed to be reliable. So the Mazda three hatch was kind of the thing. It was newer, a uh, little rough cause it had been a uh, Chicago car and definitely used as such. um, but it's manual, so at least I had that. Uh, I had the only the 2 liter, not the 2.5. A little better on gas mileage, less power. I'm like, it'd be quicker than the fit. So, like, all right. And some Mazda. So, should just work. Should just work. And knock on everything you know, like, the car's been fantastic. And I put a lot of miles on it. Do you like it? It's okay. (laughs) Um, Also, when I bought it, I didn't think that it would end up being my work truck. Oh, yeah. And it is. And, like, I almost, I almost, like, want to take a picture of everything that I regularly fit inside of it. Like, when I take all of my tools from one to another, like, I take all of my tools in that with space for Willem to sit in the back. That's impressive. Thank you. I've uh, worked very hard on that. And, but it's fine. Like, it's, I can't say it's super fun to drive. Uh, The electric power steering just isn't quite the feedback that I like. Um, It's not fast, it gets out of its own way. Good gas mileage, good reliability, great space and it looks okay. And like, that's it. But then like, I look at everything else that's on the market, like price aside, like what I could sell this for and what I could buy for twice that amount. Yeah. Yeah. I, I genuinely don't know, like maybe a Fiesta ST, but then like the mileage would go way down. Right. Be a lot more fun. Be more expensive to own, and I'd have way less interior space.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't really be better. It would no. be like a series of lateral moves.
0: Yes. And so, yeah, I've, yeah, and for a few years, because usually I've had like a three year turnaround on cars. After three years, it's getting up there in mileage. Go ahead and sell it while it's still in decent shape. You know, get a decent amount for it. You know, put that money towards a new one, a new used car. I don't buy new cars, but because you haven't bought a car
1: in a while, (laughs) (laughs) yeah.
0: New cars just have never made sense. My dad sold cars. Yeah, depreciation. It's a real. It
1: is a different world right
0: now, though, and it is right now. I and. Like financially, only speaking financially, like I couldn't afford it, like what I could get for my car is way lower than what I would need to replace it with anything comparable,
1: right
0: It's just not worth it, yeah, let alone like okay, what do I replace it a magnum like guy,
1: <laughs> uh, can you still find those? I think all those oh, died. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, they're out there. I don't know if they're any good, but they're I don't know out if they there. Were any good? That's yeah, fair. It's old, old German tech with an American wrapped face in on it. wrapped in
1: Chrysler <laughs> quality control.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I
1: I long for maybe that's why I have too many motorcycles because like <laughs> I am still an impulsive person. Um. And anybody who spends a bunch of time around with me will will know that like my the structure of my life and the thing I do to to care for my family is like, like I do a I seem really normal until you look at the things that I'm not normal with. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't know that I have 22 motorcycles in the garage, I seem like a very and a Porsche and a Porsche. I seem like a very normal, reasonable human
0: I think that's that's a bold statement, but for it's sake a, of the you, show, I'll go with it.
1: You know me in this environment. The people who <laughs> who know me outside this environment are like, no, he's just a regular guy, he takes care of his kids. It's fine. And then you open my garage door and you're like, what in the hell?
0: Oh, oh. <laughs> oh I see.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so I, I can't tell if, you know, I, I, I say I switched from cars to motorcycles, but I also did that at a time where, like, I stopped being impulsive about cars Um, because it made sense to stop being impulsive about cars. And so I justify you, that for a whole bunch of reasons.
0: So you just aimed your maybe impulsivity towards something else.
1: Yeah, maybe I just pivoted. Yeah
0: you um, again. We're toddlers. You simply distracted yourself from your daily blasé car. It was like, oh yeah, I'll I'll buy this bike too because it'll help a friend. Because you can still buy like and scratch that deep deep itch inside of my subconscious. Because you can
1: still buy six eight hundred dollar thousand dollar motorcycles all day long. Sure, um, like that, like that really does. Go back to, like, 1998, 2000, me shopping for cars, going, like, man, if I had a grand, like, dude, I could do, I could have fun with a $1,000. I could hit the classifieds and have a good time. now I didn't have a $1,000 then, but, you know, sure. the, yeah, so, so I'm wearing my wife's pants. <laughs> they're, they're the right choice for me right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm always slightly uncomfortable in them.
0: Are your wife's baggy, fuzzy pants baggy enough for you? Oh and yeah, like, this is like literally, I can, literally. Yeah,
1: sticking. like I can, I can, okay. I can wear my wife's pants, and they're just too short. Um, we have always been able to, since college, wear the same like comfortable pants with each other. That's fun and it's it's kind of been adorable the the whole time um it's just when she wears my pants they drag on the ground and when I wear her pants they definitely don't
0: so do you feel like a pissy sorry piece of Jesus a piece of your identity is like screaming to get out like i've ever since you had to give up the nero do you feel like You have to assert yourself in in any new particular way. Be honest here.
1: No, I I, like, like, I feel like I I do feel like I'm like I'm missing something like I'm missing some autonomy. Mm -hmm. It would be like when you were. So like when you're six, your mom just buys your school clothes, right? For the most part. Sure. Like, here's pants. You like this shirt. Cool. You buy this. But when you're 16, if your mom brings home a pair of pants for you, it's like, "Here, I got these for you. You'll like them." You're like, "I don't like them because you bought them for me." Mom, mom, and and there's like like I feel, and that may be somewhere why I feel the pushback against the Rav Four because I didn't choose it, and because I didn't choose it, I don't like it.
0: I've got I've got to think that this timing too, when you're so close to having the last kid out of the house, I know that's going to be a big day for you all. And I know you're at least a little excited, but at the same point, like, all right, sorry, you're, you're at least going to be like a little bummed to like, and scared of what's coming. But like, I feel like you're like, you're what so much of your life is like waiting on this move to happen so that whatever will happen can happen like i feel like you're in like hover mode just waiting So
1: you ever see there's a lot of movies that that film a scene where they're like standing in this big beautiful green meadow sure and they're talking, and it's all in. in the, you can see the sea in the different distance, and they're they're right at the edge of a cliff. Okay, sure.
0: Scotland, basically.
1: Scotland. In in the meadow is beautiful, and there's nothing wrong with a meadow, and it's lovely, and I love it in the meadow. And the <laughs> cliff is right there. Mm-hmm. You and at the bottom of the cliff is an ocean, and I don't dislike the meadow. I love the meadow. There's sheep. I pet the sheep. It's great. But if but, I got down the cliff, the ocean is right there. Yeah. And but you there, can't resist the pull
0: of the ocean. If there is a butt, the meadow is not perfect. The meadow is not satisfying.
1: The meadow is only not perfect because the ocean is there. Because the ocean wasn't there for right. a long time. And now it is.
0: I think that's a standard human condition. I don't think the ocean would have to be there for you just to think, I wonder what else. <laughs> I think being at the side of it is like a great illustration of what we just already do.
1: Yeah. Probably. Maybe maybe everybody sits and looks at their cars in the driveway and they're just like, ah, this is this is a symptom
0: of i'll tell who you i have become i'll tell you one vehicle i don't like it's the van <laughs> it's, <laughs> i it's fine like I, it, it's utilitarian it does what i need it to do as long as it's not killing brake calipers and doing dumb gm crap and i've tried to like like it with the whole aero van thing but like what a big stupid vehicle <laughs> I would so love that's... to be able to sell that and buy something to drive on the daily that I could enjoy more. Because I haven't driven it since mid-Ohio.
1: So that, that brings up another thing where you have a vehicle and you look out in the driveway and it just pisses you off a little bit. Yeah, I paid too much for it. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Is like like every time... And, and I say that when I... I, I've tried to buy a couple cars before. My wife is like, why'd you walk away? And I said, because if I had agreed to that deal, I would have been a little bit angry every time. Yep. And I can't own something where every time I look at it, it brings up like a negative feeling to me about that.
0: That's and why it's... I have never kept track of the cost of the Miata you don't want to uh, resent i, the I would i would resent it i did yeah. that with as stupid as it sounds i did that with the the ptgt i kept a running list of the modifications <laughs> i put in it and it was five figures
1: did you get to a point where you're like this stupid thing
0: i love that car i genuinely <laughs> <laughs> it was so like it you know, it never saw a road course. Saw a few drag strips, but never saw a road course, probably a good thing. Um, but I it was dumb. It was me.
1: Did it make you happy when you looked at it? it like like right up to the very end? Yes. See, that's, yes. that's what I want though. That's, made, that's what I want to get back.
0: Good whooshy noises and pop pop bangs and like it had torque for days.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's one thing Chrysler did right Yeah, with their, their turbo force. And
0: and the inline, or the uh, interior space in that unrivaled. Yeah, it was pretty wacky, wasn't it? I've, I've been rivaled.
1: Been in PT Cruisers before, never got excited about them, but like From a practicality standpoint,
0: dude, they were there. Yeah. Honda does some cool stuff with their back seats and like what they all can do. Still Mm -hmm. couldn't do what a PT Cruiser did.
1: No, they were. It's cool. Like, I I hesitate to be on Team Scott about the PT
0: Cruiser, but, but I I love this stupid car. So, honestly, so here is the thing the guy who bought my car, the car, went through the engine, like, Totally like seals ring, like the whole thing. New engine has taken immaculate care of it, listed it for sale earlier this year. And I was <laughs> closer than I think anybody realizes of buying it back because, like, a lot of the pieces that are on that car are unobtainium. Yeah. Like, you cannot find that intercooler that is made for it. it is one of less than 10 that Bell intercoolers made it's wacky man there's shit on that you just can't get can't find and I've got people like friends still in that community that just can't find shit anymore yeah. and it was listed for a shockingly good price that maybe you should buy <laughs> see, I don't
1: I don't want it though. See, that's the thing is I don't think I, I could it. wake up in the morning and pour a cup of coffee and look out the window and see the coolest
0: PT cruiser no, sitting in would, my driveway. You would see Scott's PT cruiser and you I would.
1: I would see your PT cruiser and I would shake my head every time. Yes. I'd be like, I don't I don't get it.
0: <laughs> I, <can't>, I know. <laughs> uh yeah, we should have an episode where we like talk concretely about our vehicle options going forward like, yeah like, like I
1: there's a lot of reasons that it would make sense for me to buy a big van to do motorcycle stuff in but it'll be goddamn it if I'm gonna drive a van every day
0: get a get a k
1: truck key truck thing so yeah those so you ever you ever be in a car, been in a car and driving around going 60 miles an hour <laughs> and you think to yourself, it's more dangerous than a motorcycle. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, if, if you hit something head on in that, like you're not, no, walk- it, you're not walking. It's like, again.
1: <laughs> it's like the old Volkswagen buses. You're like, all right. So I have, I have accepted by sitting in this, I have accepted the fact that my feet are expendable. Yeah. Um and I may have to do the old Alex Zanardi thing and just put tourniquets on my legs and hope that uh hope that I'm good at pushing wheelchairs because like this is my life going forward and I don't know if I'm quite as cool <laughs> as is is key trucks are I don't know if I'm quite ready for that.
0: No, I don't think so either. I do wish we had some of the uh, the Japanese like microvans that they have. Yeah. I Man, like the the closest thing we had to those was the Mazda Five and the Ford Transit Connect. They were like, oh yeah. I mean, you can go rides.
1: back to the Toyota Previa though. Like the Toyota yeah. Previa was mid-engine,
0: mid-engine yeah.
1: minivan, which is which is what a lot of the 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 key trucks are, key trucks and vans are. They're they're mid-engined or rear-engined, and yeah, like it was right. Like that was the the cool Japanese weirdness. Yes. Like you looked at it, and you're like, that's weird, and it makes me happy. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, at least your wife's pants are comfy.
1: They're comfy. They do their job.
0: You just didn't pick them. They're yeah, I just didn't
1: pick them. They're they're not mine. They're great. They're just not mine.
0: What uh? What do you own? That you wouldn't have picked if you got another go round. Could be, I don't know, a pair of shoes, a car, student loans. I don't know.
1: People that inherited, I know people that have inherited houses. Ooh. And they're like, ah, like, I that's, hate it, but I can't afford to do anything else.
0: Yeah, and that's a big one. Like, sometimes I've, Know of kids who have bought their parents' house, and it's like, This isn't my house, this is my parents' house, right? It will always kind of be there, so that's a thing. But yeah, let us know. Uh, track walking chats on Facebook is the place we hang out the most. Track walking, uh, on Facebook and Instagram, otherwise, if you could leave us a review, share your favorite episode with a friend or enemy, whoever your boss, dog. Uh, that'd help us out. We'd appreciate that. So, for the two of us, I'm Scott. And I'm Seth. Talk to you next week.